This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hello, you are listening to Proverbs with Daisy Maskell. It is me, Daisy. Welcome. This is a podcast all about extraordinary people and extraordinary stories. Here we will shine the spotlight on their journeys and hopefully learn something about ourselves and the way that we live our lives from their experiences too. Join me for the next half an hour as we get to know our guest. It's the Proverbs podcast with me, Daisy Maskell. Welcome. Now, this is a story that the world has been watching unfold over the past few months. Anthony Broadwater was convicted decades ago for a crime that he never committed. We are talking to Timothy Munchante today, the man behind helping exonerate him. This court grants Tonight, tears of relief, nearly 40 years in the making. He spent 16 years in prison and has only now been exonerated of the rape conviction that he says has ruined his life. Anthony Broadwater, now 61 years old, broke down in tears when he heard the judge throw out the conviction. Prosecutors determined the case had serious flaws in both his arrest and trial. His accuser was Alice Siebold, author of The Lovely Bones, which was made into a major movie starring Mark Wahlberg. Alice Siebold was an 18-year-old college student when she was raped. She didn't pick Anthony Broadwater out of a police lineup, but did identify him as her attacker at his subsequent trial. In a statement today, Siebold said, I am sorry most of all for the fact that the life you could have led was unjustly robbed from you. And I know that no apology can change what happened to you and never will. The people that knew me and know my character, they know that wasn't me. Doubts about his guilt were raised when movie producer Timothy Mucciante started investigating the story as he prepared to make a movie based on Seabolt's memoir about the rape called Lucky. Through the years, he maintained his innocence. After serving his sentence, he quickly realized his life would never be the same. The moment I stepped out, it was like impossible to get a job. These 10 fingers, I can count on my hand of the people that accept me in the household. I can't get past 10. I've so been looking forward to this episode of the Proverbs podcast. This story is one of hope and determination. I am joined by Timothy Mutante, one of the people behind helping exonerate Anthony Broadwater. Hi, Timothy. How are you doing? Hello, Daisy. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm not too bad. Thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. I guess we should start at the very beginning. I know that this case is is very recent. I know that, you know, the fallout of it is still developing. But I wonder if you could take us back to the beginning of this story and tell us a little bit about Anthony and the crime that he was originally wrongfully convicted of. Sure. 
He was uh, convicted in 1982 of the sexual assault of Alice Siebold, who at the time was a freshman at the time of the assault, was a freshman at Syracuse University in upstate New York. He was uh, convicted in May of uh, 1982 and then went to prison until the end of the uh, century. Uh, he was released uh, close to the last day of 1999. Wow. It's just it's just an unbelievable story. And I think the developments that everyone has seen over the, the last few months has it's just been incredible to follow. Um, how did you end up becoming involved in this, Timothy? I was the executive producer on what was to be the movie version of Alice Siebold's book, Lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, as a result of that work, I developed questions about whether the man in the book who's named in the book is Gregory Madison. I started mm-hmm. wondering whether or not he had received a fair trial uh, because it, so many parts of the book just leapt out as, as problematic from a fairness point of view. And that's that's how it started in in January of 2021 when I started working as executive producer and I started looking at the source materials more closely. I think it's so incredible that you went into this project, you know, looking to work on a movie, looking to to shoot a movie. You came out with something so much more powerful. Who would have thought? Can you talk about (laughs) some of the first inconsistencies that you found in this case as you were reading through the material in the memoir? The first most glaring part of it was the uh, scene that Alice wrote about the lineup. Uh, Anthony was in a, in a lineup. Uh, Alice was brought in uh, to you know, presumably identify him. And the lineup was just very irregular. Um, and, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't take a legal genius to realize something was very wrong with the way that happened. And that was the, that was the first thing that leapt out at me when I read the, the source material in, in January of 2021. It just was very apparent something was incredibly wrong with how that lineup uh, happened. And that's what started mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Was there an overwhelming moment or discovery that you then made following the, you know, the discrepancies that you felt with the lineup that made your heart drop, that made you think I have to do something about this? Well, there were a number of things as time went on between uh, January of 2021 and June of 2021 when the um, film ended up uh, folding. But it was probably in May of 2021 the director of the film felt very strongly that we needed to change the race of the assailant from black to white. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was in order to not perpetrate the sort of myth of a black man raping a white woman in a fictional context, if this were a fictional story, that would make complete sense, you know, because Mm -hmm. those are stereotypes that that should not be continued. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, in this case, it, you know, it, it was a black man raping a white woman. That was the story. Um, and it was very concerning to me because it was not even open for discussion. The director said it has to be this way or I'm walking. And I started wondering what in the world does she know that no one else knows? Mm-hmm. How did you act on these concerns and Timothy? Because I, I feel as though from everything that I've read about you online, you're an incredible person. And I think 
your intuition and your instinct is something that many people should admire you acted on something that you thought wasn't right and and look where it got to you just just, I can't believe that this only happened last year it's just it's crazy to me how much has developed um in in just over 12-14 months you went to a private detective did you correct I hired a private investigator named Dan Myers Mm -hmm. in Syracuse and what were their findings he found out fairly quickly that the person's name in the book was wrong. It wasn't Gregory Madison. It was Anthony Broadwater. The reason that's important is that the representation to me was that Gregory Madison was the man's name uh, who raped her, um, who raped Alice. So when, when we started our own internal investigation, you know, we couldn't find any mention of a Gregory Madison anywhere in Syracuse. That's when I decided to hire the private investigator. The private investigator quite quickly, within a day or two, he did a great job. He um, found out that uh, his real name was Anthony Broadwater, um, and he developed enough evidence very fast that it, it, it certainly appeared that Anthony was innocent you know, from the get-go. And then mm-hmm. we just went from there. Wow. So up until that point, you, d- you didn't even know that Anthony existed? Anthony Broadwater, no. I thought his name was Gregory yeah. Madison. But yes, it's his name is Anthony Broadwater. Wow. A lot has happened, as we've said, over the past year or so. Describe the moment that you found out personally that Anthony was g- going to be exonerated. Uh, well, it was, in, it was in court on the 22nd of November in Syracuse. I was in the courtroom. You know, the district attorney had already made his intentions um, known, but, you know, that he was not going to oppose uh, the uh, motion to vacate Anthony's uh, conviction. But it was was ultimately up to the judge. Uh, You know, the judge has complete discretion in these matters. So we weren't absolutely sure what the outcome was going to be. But as the judge started reading his order, I was standing in the jury box. I, I um, am also a still photographer, so I was taking pictures in the courtroom. And I was standing in the jury box just a few feet from the judge. And, um, you know, you could just sense from how he started out, you know, what his decision was going to be. Uh, you could just feel the excitement in the room because everyone yeah. understood where this was going. Um, yeah. Uh, looking at Anthony and his counsel, you know, you could slowly the realization on their faces of, of what the end of this hearing was going to entail. Um, it was a once in a lifetime uh, experience that, you know, will never be repeated, I don't think. Continuing the conversation on Proverbs after this short break. I wanted to take a moment to talk about a new brand that I've been loving at the minute. And that brand is Ana Luisa Jewelry. Now their pieces are all unique. They make you feel empowered and they serve as a perfect addition to any outfit, whether you're dressing up or down. They offer high quality at affordable prices and are carbon neutral from packaging to product, which we know is super important. Anyone that knows me knows that I love an accessory. I think jewelry is a great way to express yourself and to experiment with fashion. 
fashion as well. And of course, it is a great sentimental gift for a loved one too. They are giving Proverbs listeners 40% off when you buy another product on their website. Just go to shop.analuisa.com forward slash daisy or click the link in the description for a discount. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I think you already hinted at this, Timothy, and, and said that the film very quickly folded uh, upon, you know, realising and gathering this evidence and throughout this investigation. Do you think that there is a place for this film to be made with in- including this major development and the change of this storyline now? I really don't know uh, because the film was based on the book, obviously, and the book has been yeah. pulled from publication. Um, I I, I, I have heard that um, Alice Siebold and the publisher were working toward recrafting the book somehow, but I, I, I don't, I don't know because there was um, there was a lot of disparagement of of Anthony slash Gregory Madison and the book that was not fair and was not based on fact. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm not quite sure how they can unring that bell, frankly, Daisy. So it. I, I just don't have a, an answer to that question. That in my mind, it's somewhat inconceivable, but one never knows. Mm-hmm. Do you still have contact with Anthony today? No, the last time I had contact with him was December, or sorry, January fifth. Uh, we had we had lunch. Uh, he he now has entertainment counsel. Um, so when we want to communicate with Anthony, we have to go through his attorney. Mm-hmm. And I suppose he's he's on you know this this huge healing process, just sort of rebuilding his life, which you know has to be respected. As much as you can't speak for him, Timothy, what has Anthony been through over the years? Well, he's described it you know very well. Um, when we were filming our documentary, um, he described his life uh, you know before and after prison. Certainly, while he was in prison, it was. Uh, you know, very difficult for him. But in a way, you know, I think after he was let out of prison, it was almost worse in some aspects, only because he had the appearance of freedom, 
but he really didn't. You know, for example, he couldn't walk within a certain distance of a public school or any school with children. Um, his family pretty much, as I understand it, uh, from what he said, you know, disowned him. Um, you know, he was he was treated like a pariah uh, because he was accused and convicted of this just horrific sexual assault. He, he truly, he truly lived a, such a challenged life. And I really admire and respect that he rose to that challenge, even though he couldn't get a proper job. He did whatever he could to, you know, make a few dollars here and there, you know, working on cars or being a handyman because he, no one would hire him. Um, he couldn't, he couldn't rent an apartment or a house because he was a, he was a convicted sex offender. So he lived in, I believe I lived, he lived in the house in which he was born. Um, and um, the house was literally held together by tarps. So, you know, now that he's almost certainly going to get some type of compensation somewhere, um, I'm not quite sure where that's going to be from, um, but he'll, he'll be paid um, somehow somewhere, you know, he'll, he'll be able to, to move into a, a better place. He wants to live in the country on a farm with his, uh, with his wife, Liz. He has raised uh, about $160,000, I believe in the GoFundMe account. Uh, and I would encourage everyone to Google the Anthony Broadwater GoFundMe account to help him out if you're so inclined. Uh, so he's, 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 he's done, he's done okay through that, but he's trying to put his life together along with his wife, Liz. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think what people sometimes fail to understand is, you know, especially in this case with Anthony, he, you know, he served his time in jail for, for a crime that he didn't commit. But that sentence continued on the outside as well. As you said, he, he wasn't able to live any sort of normal life, even though he, he did have freedom after after he was released. We round off every episode asking our guest, Timothy, what their mantra for life is. What gets them up in the morning? What keeps them going? And I'm really curious to know what yours is. That's, that's a good <laughs> question. Um, I am a person that uh, continually moves forward. Um, never say die. Never surrender. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's important to you know, know what your objective is uh, for that day, that week, that month, that year. And don't let anything get in your way. And that's one area in which Anthony and, Anthony and I sort of bonded because that's what his father taught him. That's what he did. He just kept moving forward. That's what my dad taught me. So uh, we didn't have a lot in common uh, in terms of, of uh, personal experiences, but that we did. I think everyone can take something away from that. Timothy, I think you're absolutely incredible. I really, really do. And we wish the very best for everyone that's been impacted by this. And we're sending so much love to Anthony and his family as well. Thank you so much, Timothy. Thank you, Daisy. I appreciate it. And that concludes this episode of Proverbs with Daisy Maskell. That is me. I hope you enjoyed it. Hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And I will see you soon. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose 
Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.